Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman. I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Yeah, you know. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Thursday, March 6, 2020. This is episode 101, 101. Wow, it is so weird to say that out loud, but I want to say real quick, guys, thank you so much for all the positive feedback on episode 100. If you hadn't gotten the chance to watch it or listen to it yet, I would definitely highly recommend you do so. It was so much fun to finally be able to share my story door to door and answer all your guys' questions. But it's time to get back on the horse this is episode 101 featuring the one and only adam freck i'm such a big fan of this guy he's an awesome dude a great dj and is extremely hard working he's got an incredible live resume playing at all the biggest clubs in chicago and festivals like electric forest and also the groove cruise he is so involved in a lot of things behind the scenes as well and helps put on a lot of great events. If you guys have heard of Hush Concerts before, you're going to want to listen in closely because they're doing things just a little bit differently than the rest of Silent Discos. I want to say thank you so much to Adam for making time. I've looked up to this guy for a while now and it's so cool to be able to sit down with someone who is such a great tastemaker in the scene. So without further ado guys, let's get into it. This is episode 101 with Adam Freck. All right, Adam Freck, give me some cheers, man. Cheers, brother. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here, man. Look at these coasters. That's you like that, dude? Yeah, you know what? And as we're talking about Indiana, take a look at your glass because it says home. I did see that, and I did see <laughs> that it's not my home. Is that okay? That yeah. Word, that word. I mean, I'm it? by legally, I'm uh, partly. It's partly home. <laughs> That's true. Well, shout out to your wife, right? Yeah, go shout out to the wife. Yeah, go Hoosiers. <laughs> She would say. Dude, this is episode 101. I know. And I the other day it occurred to me when we were trying to map out. You know, yeah. I, was, I was like, could I have been 100? And I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, and then I was like, well. Yeah. I was toying around with what to do with it for a while. Um, and yeah. And I was like, do I get a big guess? Like, do I do like a live Sherman in the booth? And I was like, you know what? So many people have asked me, like, we want to know if you were on the other side so i interviewed myself oh okay yeah i mean that's it was great it was really really fun yeah um bit exhausting because like you, picture you... picture no one there and i'm sitting here and i'm trying to like have a conversation with myself so did you get an argument i mean did you did you give yourself a hard it was a tough it was a tough interview <laughs> it wasn't a tough interview did you dig okay. deep? i dig dig deep yeah it was, get some tears going like... there was i did get a little emotional at a few <laughs> points like i think because i've done this so many times that i almost like in the back of my head heard someone responding to me you know i was like yeah oh, man, i'm getting a little emotional talking about yeah, this right now but it's been quite the journey man but there's no one else i'd rather have on for episode 101 i appreciate it thank you've you. been on the list for a long time so i'm so glad we're finally sitting down i got a lot of respect for what you do i think i saw you dj for the first time in chicago i don't remember where it was i know you do a lot of stuff with rituals oh uh, yeah and i think it was maybe a year and a half ago or I don't know. When was your first uh, event with Rituals that you did? Uh, my first event with Rituals was uh, September 2017. Okay. 
So it was probably like sometime after that. Yeah. Because when I started to get into more of the house and techno here, I yeah. obviously like rituals like right. burst it up in the scene. Yeah. And I just started paying attention to like the lineups a lot more and everybody mm. that was kind of doing it. Obviously, Rami and everybody else that's kind of you know pulling the strings to make things happen. Yeah, I, w- I would and I would say you know right off the bat when I started coming around uh, loitering at clubs and stuff. <laughs> loitering. But I you know I was starting to get yeah. more serious into DJing. Yeah. And I that was. Uh, that was the vibe that the, the group that I wanted to be playing music for. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Not just the promoter side, but also the people who are going to be attending. Yeah. Really smart about music, mm-hmm. but really positive and uh, yeah, yeah. It just seemed like the, a good fit. It's a welcoming environment. Yeah, for sure. For and they sure. just did a huge event. I unfortunately couldn't make it on time, but at the Garfield Park Conservatory, that looked awesome. Did you go? No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, they're doing big things, though, is my point here. And huge ones. Huge. It's not just, like, some loft upstairs that starts at 3 a.m. anymore, you know? Yeah. It's like, and it's funny because everybody starts somewhere with a loft at 3 a.m. with no air conditioning. Like, I'm sure you know Kelly Hummingbird. Yeah. She told these great stories about the air conditioning going out right before the party started yeah. and this happening and this happening. And it's just, like, so much fun to talk about everything that goes on behind the scenes with that shit. And it's interesting. You said, like, loitering at the clubs, right? Like... Um, How else do you get into the scene? You gotta like, yeah, be there. Yeah, you have to. You have to go up. You have to show up. Um, it does help if you have a, a few bit, a few parts of a crew. Sure, um, of course. But it really doesn't take long before you know everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and not necessarily in a, hey, I'm here. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, not in a just like. Just be present. Yeah. Um, you're going to fall in line with the vibe, I think, and, and um, the appreciation of music Yeah. Uh, pretty quickly, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a good friend, uh, Eric Johnson, Tsunami. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe, I think I must have, you know what I'm thinking about? It. I think I went to Originals event with him. I don't know if we had met, but I was with him when you were playing. Okay. And I was like, who is this guy? He's fucking crushing it. And mm-hmm. he was like, it's Adam Preck. And I was like, okay, I, don't know, I haven't heard of this guy before, but started following you since then. It's been incredible to see you go on this this journey man like thanks man all these great gigs like yeah. electric forest like i can't wait to hear about hush and right i mean groove cruise right like yeah you're not just some guy who came into the scene right i know you're the first person to say and i've heard you say this when we've talked before i came in late right and right. that's very humble of you but i do just want to commend you and acknowledge you that you aren't here for no reason like yeah you're a great it, dj you work hard thank you so it's not just some bullshit right <laughs> thanks yeah so shout out to you man but thanks. like when did you actually, since you are getting late into the game, did you like originally love electronic music like a long uh, time ago? No, like, no. When did it actually come <laughs> into your life, music in general? Uh, yeah, I, I was in a band in college, uh, really. Michigan State? Yeah, Michigan State. What was State? the name of the band? Oh, jeez. Uh, you know I'm going to ask. I didn't, no, I did not think of that, and I should have. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told you, there'd be some things in between. So, so um, the, these guys, yeah. that, they were all musicians, and they heard me sing at a karaoke, and they were like, and then we were 18, mm-hmm. and I was, they were like, well, he can, he can sing like rock music. Yeah. And so these, these guys brought me in, and it was fun, you know, writing music and stuff. Yeah. But ultimately, I had not much creative decision, and, you know. <laughs> I guess and was like, you know, yeah, hey, we wrote this song. Can you, you know, put some lyrics together for mm-hmm. it? But can you sing it like, yeah, like it, can you have the verses sing like Scott Stat uh, or Scott Stat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He was just just that radius, <laughs> or crazy, or like, um, I, you know, 
we did we did a battle of bands. They wanted me to sing a, a this obscure Tool song. <laughs> Deep I, cut. Yeah, I mean, I probably destroyed different parts of my vocal cords. That I didn't even realize. <laughs> but that's that got me into realizing that you know how much I love music and mm-hmm. being trying to be creative with it. Yeah, uh, went through the steps of. Uh, recording an album that has really? since disappeared, I'm certain of. Um, <laughs> but it was terrible. But that was a okay. you know, it was interesting. Yeah, you know, because even even the practice, even the, the the just trying to think about how do I put words to this melody? Yeah, or this beat or whatever. Whoever yeah. Created, um, I just thought it was fun, man. I, yeah, of course. I didn't really have any goals. That, you know, I was in this band. And they all had goals, and yeah, I was like, I don't care. I'll just I'm cool just coming here like once 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 yeah. a week and jamming. Yeah. Um, and then time went, you know, that we broke up obviously right away in right away in college. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all no, we all got an apartment together and that did not end well. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, uh, that lingered on with some like indie rock times uh, for years on my own just listening. Um, and then I I would say at some point. Uh, this, at some point, let's say eight years ago, I started mm-hmm. listening to a lot more of um, LCD Sound System. Nice. Uh, I could name probably several others if I my brain wasn't uh, it's too, okay. too, too deep on the emrails. Right. <laughs> um, no, but that was kind of a segue into opening me up to more electronic music, and I think everyone was, I think pop was moving that way also. Yeah. Um, totally. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years and, you know, still, I, I still, to this day, I still love LC sound system. Danger stuff, clean baby. One of my top 10 favorite songs. Of For all sure. Time. Um, and then, you know, um, uh, disclosure also was mm-hmm. around the time and that kind of helped me slide into when I didn't even understand it. House music. Yeah. But this was, this involved me going to an electric forest when mm. I had absolutely no idea. I knew my friend. Uh, I knew my friend um, Zonic was going to be DJing there. Nice shout out to Jeff, man. Hell yeah! Literally, probably one of three artists I knew that were there. No way. That's how. Fresh and he was a little name back then. Yep. Yeah. And, but to me, this guy is. You know, I don't. My gosh, he's DJing in front of these crowds. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Crazy, you know. <laughs> um, and then about. Six months after that, I went to my first Groove Cruise, and uh, wow. that's when I was like, oh, this is my music that, like, you know, um, house and techno, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, specifically the vibe of, of that, like, After Hours House that they do with Incorrect with Anthony's um, yeah. After Hours on yeah. the boat. I was like, this is my music that I've been missing my entire life. Wow. So it, it, it wasn't like, oh, I slowly got into it. It was like I discovered gold. Yeah, mentally because I was like, I can't believe I've gone through life without this music. Yeah, and I don't even I don't venture out of that lane because I'm so in, mentally engaged mm-hmm. in it um, that I can't really find myself going like, you know what? Let's listen to some old rock albums that I used to listen to. <laughs> and it's not that I don't like them. Um, yeah. yeah, but I just would rather be so much more interested, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know having my mind activated with like what is the psychology of just a track or a, or yeah. a set you know those, those I'm, I'm constantly thinking in those terms um you really walked across the coals didn't you that, man it changed everything i mean 
to go to a festival and not know a lot of the people, right? Like, yeah. tell us about like the sensory experience for you, like going to Electric, for- Electri- electric Forest. I mean, was it Rockberry back then too? Or was no, it- no, it was still, it was Electric Forest. Um, Do you know when it changed to Electric Forest? I think it was 14 years ago. Okay, a while ago. A while ago. Okay. Um, somebody might call that out and if I'm wrong, which obviously- Fuck you, it's I'm, okay, we I'm, don't I'm describing how, how ignorant I am of the subject, so. <laughs> It's okay, um, we're in this together, man. It's me so, and you here. So you know, a couple months after you know, I had that 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 movie experience uh, with you know finding this music that I couldn't believe I had gone for so long without. Yeah, um, I threw a party for my wife. Um, we I had a DJ. He was playing all night, but I was also kind of like right there with him. And mm-hmm. I, this is when I started. Like I think I'd been secretly wanting to DJ for a few years and hadn't really broken the seal of like so you were asking like, someone because you were like watching the DJ. so i was always watching right right same like i want to understand what this is yes um because then i could appreciate it more yeah but once i got this he's like yeah i'm going to bed and i'm like well we got 100 people here still and he's yeah. like well you, you know enough so i just struggled <laughs> through on this rinky dink uh <laughs> controller trying to like beat match which was terrible i was doing these like like i was just like oh i'll just pick a new song and i'd like volume it down and volume back up. <laughs> Um, but my, my boy, um, Augie De La Rosa was there mm-hmm. and he, the conversation we had for probably three or four hours is one of the most important music conversations I've ever had. Shout out Augie. Um, we, you know, he said, you know, we walked, he gave me so much music theory and by the end of that, he said, Adam, in a year you'll be playing parties that I'll be playing at, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think. Do you believe to, him? Well, two, I didn't necessarily, but two months later, I played an after party that somebody connected me with. There was a, 200 people there. Nice. That one led to somebody asking me to play this next party mm-hmm. out in California. And that, and was that the Palm Springs one? Yeah. So, like, each I saw of a these. video of that. That was awesome. So, each of these little steps that I, like, was falling into, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just tried to make sure, you know, I'm I, because I love the music, so yeah. I'm I'm already being more serious than probably I need to be about the music. Right. But I've always taken that same attitude from my last set on Groove Cruise to my very first gig in front of anyone, mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to screw up the music. Because like I, I highly respect yeah uh, the amount of time that they put into it. Um, who am I to disrupt that or change it? Or, yeah. You know. Be a bad presenter of it. Absolutely. So I always try to, you know, be as serious as I can and without showing how nerdy and um, uncomfortable that possibly looks. Of course, of course, man. <laughs> so, like, when did you actually, like, buy your first controller? Like, when did you feel like, okay, I'm starting to take this seriously? Um, let's see. That morning at about 10 a.m., I, I said I said to my wife, I said, hey, this is the most fun I've ever had. I'm going to get a controller. That's awesome. <laughs> I think two weeks later I got one. Yeah, and then about two weeks after that I sent uh, Augie my first uh, thirty-minute mix, and I said, nice. "Give me, give me your like." Yeah, and he was like, "What the hell are you doing making mixes already, man?" <laughs> That's awesome. And he goes, "I think you're playing it too fast." Yeah, and I was it was like one twenty-six. Yeah, and I was like, "You, you hear were excited." That, that yeah. was that he was, was like, your heart. I was like, "You hear that?" He goes, "Oh no, I, I, I he goes because I go it's still too fast." I go, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah, what is it one twenty-six?" I go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, but he, you know, he gave me some advice, and yeah. um, you know, 
between him and uh, another guy you have uh, you probably aren't familiar with Ryan Foskett if you saw a video from that Palm Springs he was yeah I've DJed with him a few times mm-hmm. uh, DJed with him in um, in Brooklyn for uh, an opening for Saeed Yudan damn um, so he, I learned those two people mm-hmm. I learned the most uh, music. DJ theory, music theory, from those two, I'd say outside of anyone, especially Ryan, because um, he's really obnoxious with how good his ear is. <laughs> and, like, you can't, um, when you start playing back-to-backs with someone, when you start just getting going, mm-hmm. that's a great learning experience always. Yeah. Pretty much no matter what, even if you're playing with someone who sucks. Yeah. You're seeing stuff and you're like, oh, I connect with, I don't want to do that. And, mm-hmm. Um but he's so precise with his uh, with the beat being on that, like, you know, if you, if I'm not, you know, con- like ready, there's no way I can play back to back with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that has been a really good uh, reinforcement. Um, uh, you know, just another another one of the, the you know many people I can't even imagine how how much thanks I have for them. Yeah. Did so much for me. Well, I'm sure that means a lot to them. It's so important to be a visual learner as a DJ, like more than just like watching youtube right like i remember i started on virtual dj and that was just fading in and out volumes mm-hmm. and then when i finally got my hands on like a controller and i had someone show me the ins and outs and like mm-hmm. you said watch people make mistakes watch yourself make mistakes see what works see what doesn't yeah because the evolution of a dj i'm sure even at the top of the game right like we mentioned hot since 82 before, before we got yeah. on air i bet you that guy is still trying to challenge himself every single time and trying to learn that's uh yeah i think that's the only reason why they're they're where they are yeah go and, outside their comfort zone and you know I don't think I've ever met a DJ who, after their set, almost always is like, oh, man, you know, that's, <laughs> well, yeah, 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 thanks, man. It was, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was decent, I guess. Right, I right, 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 right. Those two, those two fucking mixes. The long <laughs> no, no, it was a really good set. Did you see the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, right, yeah, just, right. But those two, boy, that was really. So in your own head. Yeah, it's, and I, I think that's the difference. I, I've. Mm-hmm. Some DJs I've met, you know, over the past few years, once in a while, you, and these are just, you know, guys coming up, or men, yeah. men women, sorry. That's, yeah. Um, but generally, the, the the people who are good, mm-hmm. I would say, I've never heard one of them say, man, I killed it. <laughs> really? I've never, ever heard any of my, the peers who I really look up to mm-hmm. say, boy, I fucking killed it. Damn. At best, they would say... That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. okay, that was good. And then you move on. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not trying to... The set's done with. They're not trying to sell you on what it was. Right. Were you there? Right. You experienced it? Right. Okay, that was fun. They're humble. Yeah, that's... And I think that is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, Because if you come out of the set thinking, I killed it, and you're not thinking about all the mistakes you possibly made... Yeah. Then how are you going to grow from that? Right. So it's it's good to always go, man. I suck. <laughs> one more cheers. Cheers on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely said, man, I suck. Mm-hmm. You got it. You got it. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and learn from your own mistakes. Yeah. If you're not willing, I mean, it's definitely good to celebrate victories, right? And I'm yeah. sure those guys, maybe behind closed doors, were like, "This was good. This was bad." But I'm proud of myself. Yeah, right? yeah. It's the little things, right? Oh, now. and I've been proud of myself for sure. Yeah, exactly, sure. exactly. Um, That's what keeps you going. The but, little wins. But you know, it's this is kind of one of those weird things of like when you meet people. You don't meet so many people for yeah. the first time. Yeah. The people, the uh, new ones coming up, 
don't give that vibe off. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Like, humble will get you places. Um, talking up that you're a star is mm-hmm. not gonna. No. Um, but chances are they're probably already outside the path of yeah. underground house music. As yeah, is. good point. Um, but yeah, humility is. Um, each with every little step of success, I, I guess I had, uh, you know, more so in the past few months with um, this past Groove Cruise. Yeah. Um, you know, people I care about remind me, like, oh, I'm so, you know, they're, they're, they mentioned they're proud of me or happy, but mm-hmm. they remind me, you better know your place and don't get <laughs> cocky and don't be a, don't be a jerk. You yep, know? yep. Uh, so absolutely, it's, it's good to have people around you who are always ready to remind you that you're an a hole. Dude, <laughs> like I said, you know, it's bottom line. Yeah. If you end your sets thinking that you suck, mm-hmm. then you're only gonna get better. <laughs> so no matter what, think you suck. <laughs> I understand that though. I do appreciate that. I mean, that's just like surrounding yourself with good people, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're motivated by you. And it, I think I just saw something today. I remember it was. It was just like push your friends to do better, then support them when they are yes. struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it really is that, man. Be, but who are your biggest influences, whether it be like a DJ or a close personal friend that you've had? You've mentioned some mentors already. Um, well, you know, um, my one friend, probably Ryan Foskett, mm-hmm. uh, or his uh, DJ name, Ryan Patrick. Yeah. Um, one of the, some of the best times playing music with him. I remember having a conversation with Rami about three or four years ago mm-hmm. and <clears throat> telling him like how... How, how enthusiastic and into his music it was mm-hmm. that inspired me to uh, want to sweat a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> I got you yeah 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 no but he's so yeah. into his music though yeah that he just you get, I, I need I want to require you know at least two big fans on me right when I play because that dude looks like he's having the best time of his life when right. he's out there right um, that he does he does uh, so that that was that was one of those first moments where I was like, okay, this is something that kind of, um, but that, uh, you know, I don't know where we I got lost on that. Yeah, inspiration. I, I got lost. I got lost in the fans. Yeah, <laughs> all the fans. I, Rami is a, he's come up on the podcast time after time again. Yeah. But what about like some bigger names? I mean, I know you were friends with Gene Ferris, right? Um. Played yeah. Gene I, yeah. Gene. You know, what funny thing. Uh, Gene and I had only met a couple. couple couple three times sure you know and as like oh hey good to see you nice to you know yeah um but this was really fortunate uh our wives i think magically became best friends instantly on the groove cruise (laughs) and that just set our vibe that like me and him and i get along all day long it's like what we talked about earlier right yeah you're connecting on something other than music yeah yeah definitely Mm -hmm. um and that's what friendships are built on you know like this music can be a common um, introduction, but if you can't find that 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 human connection, yep. Um, yeah, so he obviously he inspires me. Huge Chicago um, icon, of course. Giant. Um, I would say musically, people that uh, DJs, producers who I think they cover a wide spectrum mm-hmm. um, in their sets, in their productions. Um, and it's difficult to pigeonhole them, but like everyone under can, they know what they're getting into. Yeah. Like, I for for example, I would say Nick Fanchuli has a wide range of sets. Oh, some yeah. people might say like, well, he might. Well, what some people say is what some people say. Yeah. But like, 
I don't know what exactly what I'm expecting when I go to see him play. Yeah. I know that I'm going to have a great time. Yeah. And I know I'm going to hear great music of all all over the place. Yeah. That is the type of thing I have wanted to go for. Like, I don't want to be, mm-hmm. oh, I have to play this. One trick pony. Uh, this, you know, three different variations of the same tech house or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, Right, right, right. Um, but, you know, I that's easy to say because I haven't had a bunch of, I haven't had hits like... I don't. Yeah. Know. I, I have no idea what the pressure will be like once, if I'm able to get some stuff that's good out there. Um, What's the expectation if you are Nick Fanchuli? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Um, but yeah, I, just want, I don't want to have to do something just because it's like, well, you have to do this again. Of course. Um, of course. I think every artist probably wants to do that, uh, and hopefully someday I can feel comfortable saying that yeah. I'm an artist without like. Feel awkward or maybe I like that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And dude, and I think Nick Fanchuli is an awesome person to look up to. Saved, like you mentioned before we yeah. got on air. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people know that's his label. Um, but it's without a doubt, it is one of my favorite tech house labels. Yeah. House. I mean, they do a variety on there too. And I watch a lot of his live sets because I really like his style because yeah. he does do a lot of different things. I'm and I always try and watch like his pace that he sets yeah. as well. I think he's really, really good at that too. Yeah. For an extended mix type DJ. Right. But he's awesome. Yeah. He's um, the best. Uh, and a lot see. of people like going back to back with him too, which is really cool. That's not surprising. There's yeah. there's certain people because well, because they can cover so much ground. Exactly. He has great music all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard him play like a melodic techno set that was awesome. Yeah, you know? and I'm not really I, like I, I go through phases and I'm not really in that zone right now. Sure. But I like hopefully at some point I can feel confident that I can drop down a melodic techno, yeah. awesome techno set if I yeah. want to. Yeah, um, absolutely. I just want to have some range of like I want to be able to play the music that is the range of the stuff that I'm really interested in. Right, of course. Um, so that's you know. It's uh, it's tough to keep motivated and keep that part. Yeah, uh, always keeps you pushing yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you play a lot of different events, right? Like Afterlife, Rituals, Paradigm. Yeah. I want to ask you, like, why do you think that these guys are kind of the tastemakers in the scene, and what makes them unique? And you know, why do you fit into these different buckets as well? Um, I think. Well, I th- I would say first of all, um, be professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so let's say with Paradigm, I've had a couple of opportunities and mm-hmm. I tried to be really professional about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Day one this year? I tried to, yeah, I tried to take it seriously. Awesome. Um, Congratulations on that. Thank man. you. Yeah. How uh, was that? Day one? Yeah. Man, that, that was a crazy vibe all day long. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, um, I, I, I'm failing to remember the name. The, the room upstairs, the red. Uh, Number nine. No, dude, when I got there at noon or 11 or noon, mm-hmm. She was having such a cool, cool techno set mm-hmm. in that room, and the lights were so perfect. The I was lights like, are dope in there. Oh my gosh, that room! Like, it made me want, like, man, I can't wait to play that room at some point in my mm-hmm. career, hopefully, because that vibe up there was yeah. so cool. Yep. All of the, and I played the main room, mm-hmm. which when it finally got going, you know, was great. Yeah, of course. Uh, and that was an experience. Of, yeah. You know, s- sitting there. I heard it was dope. Yeah. Um, but that was a cool vibe all day long. Like mm-hmm. every, like the people were all on the same page. Yeah. And having that in Chicago, uh, made me really happy yeah. because that's the sort of thing where let's say you'll be experiencing soon a space. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a great example of, 
hours and hours of people just being on the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Everyone has all different levels and versions of how messed up they kind of are. <laughs> but everyone has the same goal of, we're all really happy. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep this going. So you get bumped into, it's not like... Hey, you, what the fuck? You get three people apologizing for a bump into, you know. <laughs> and this is, I'm sure everyone has bad stories or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sure, But of man, I, all my stories there are, I think it's the neatest societal experiment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ever. Societal experiment. Because, I mean, yeah, it is. it's open 24 hours a day. It's fucking crazy, man. Uh, Saying a quickie, Mars is a uh, club. I know. And but you're right, you're right. All, like... Afterlife rituals and paradigm—they all encompass so, this like environment. That a, so that was a terrible uh, answer I just gave you. So no, no, no. But you honestly did give a good answer. I I get along with, so the you know the groups uh, are amongst themselves, but I have common interests with each mm-hmm. one of those groups. They're all different entities. Oh, sorry, you said paradigm, afterlife, and and rituals. Rituals. Yeah. Um, and I would also add, you know, Good Luck Chicago. I've had few, oh yeah, of course, from those guys. Yeah, I mean, you've done things with a lot of different people. Um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, shout out to Alex uh, Kislov uh-huh. uh, and Arv. They gave me, <clears throat> they gave me the first after hours I could play, which was two, two or three years ago, mm-hmm. at, uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. at Electric Forest at the at the bus. Nice. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That was uh, the the semi truck was there for that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they told me that story. That's such a great so, fucking event. And those guys, watching those guys hustle their butts off for build the stage. Oh my gosh, they built it in 36 hours. Uh, they had like a, a trail of um, generators dying on them. <laughs> you know, it's just like the worst <laughs> luck. And those guys hustling, hustling, hustling. And I think right after that, I went to several of their events that summer. Uh-huh. Um, and I saw what they can do with a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did the, the back deck estate. Yep. There's one party. Yep. They, it was just a few little key touches, and it was such a cool vibe out there. Yep. I was like, that's when I like started taking notice of those guys. Yeah. So all of them, all these groups, um, and all the people that are behind them, mm-hmm. you know, the, the founder or the, the people running it, I I connect with them in that I think I I just we all love music like a lot like yeah <laughs> and and they, they you know when they have a conversation they're like oh yeah he's Adam's a nerd so that's cool like yeah <laughs> music nerd yeah and so then we're always gonna have at least we we will always know our intentions you know mm-hmm. like like we just want to promote a good time and have everyone have a good time and provide great music that helps that along yeah absolutely and I think that's the deal with those guys. Um, Cross the board. Yeah. And and I'm just, um, they're all great guys. Yeah. I mean, they're all great people to work with. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been good. All very professional. And I uh, think, for sure. like you said, I mean, I really thought you answered the question great because they, everybody there, whether you're the DJ, whether you're the promoter, whether you're the event curator, or whether you're the fan, yeah. the person going to enjoy the music, there's a common theme. Yeah. And that's the love of the music, right? Right. I always talk about, like, I think why Spy Bar is, is such a great place, right? Because it's not like... It's not like a big open format club, right? Where people expect to hear what they want to expect. They want to go and they want to hear what the DJ wants to play. And I think those collectives right. all kind of encompass that. Yeah. Let the DJ do his thing. Yeah, I think so. Right? We're booking you for you. Yeah. Um, and just don't train wreck it. Yeah, don't train wreck it. Yeah, absolutely. No, but, uh, you know, it's difficult for a spy bar to exist in other smaller markets because... Very true. Like we were talking earlier, in, in cities like Chicago or mm-hmm. big cities in general, 
you get enough of the weirdos in one place mm -hmm. that we can create, you know, yeah, a certain number where it's like, oh, okay, now it's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's part of the dynamic that we have here and um, mm -hmm. it comes to dance music because it's not a problem to get the first person on the dance floor in Chicago. Not a problem. Now, you know, you go to some other big cities around the country, that might be a tough thing. To, yeah. You know, you really have to entice them or, you know, uh, they're not inherently open. Yeah. Know, like you might find other places. So. Very good point. Yeah. And I mean, to, to go off that, right? Like you've played festivals, you've played clubs, Electric mm -hmm. Forest, Groove Cruise. Mm -hmm. We just mentioned Spy Bar, Celeste, Cerise, mm -hmm. State, right? Those are yeah. a lot of different places. Yeah. Festival club. Even within that, you know, rooftop venue, underground venue, right? Yeah. How do you kind of think about your sets and what do you do to prepare for those types of things? Um, so I'm... <sighs> I think I'm um, maybe a little bit different. I yeah. I uh, I make a I make a new playlist and most likely a new folder for every single gig. I love that. Um, yeah. And then I have then I sort that out. You know, I'll have like you know pretty much everything I'm thinking that about that at that time. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be like, well, you know, I'll, I might break it down into different playlists of. Um, you know, is it going to be wanting to get bouncy or that, you know, for me, I have like cues. When I say bouncy, it doesn't mean yeah. like, oh, bouncy. I know for me, mean. I know what it means. That's what, <laughs> I, I'm the only one who has to know the codes to this this system. <laughs> That's true. So, um, oh, thanks, brother. Thanks, Tony. So that, that allows me, I think, to not be too freaked out about going into several different situations. Right. Uh, I'll give, oh, so I did this thing. For Groove Cruise, I had several different um, folders. Mm -hmm. Could you play it at like 5 a.m. and like another one? Like, what had, were your set times? I, I had four sets. I opened the boat as everyone was coming on. Awesome. Um, then I played the Desolate stage uh, that night at 1 a.m. Yeah. Uh, and then it got rained out, so we had to go down <laughs> stairs and improvise. And I did it yeah. back. I did it back to back with uh, Louis D for like two hours from uh, Drums of the Sun. You couldn't prepare for that. No, I mean that. Yeah, that's definitely not. No. <laughs> um, uh, and we were playing definitely a lot different music than I was preparing for. Right. Opening for the Desolate stage. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> and then the next day at the pool, or the, the Saturday at the pool. Mm -hmm. So that's three p.m. I've got above and beyond on the beach back somewhere at the pool party right and i'm playing at the same time oh so, shit you know i knew it was i knew it was gonna be a limited audience that's fine i don't really i don't really ever get too worked up about that no as as i have a few people i can look at how they're reacting yeah yeah yeah. Like, okay you know that's i only need a couple to of course I, or or just one you know like mm -hmm. as long as someone is because i entertain myself pretty much up there <laughs> um, i love that though but that was that was a lot of fun so the, mm -hmm. those, these are three and then the uh I think that night I played at 1 a.m. to no, no, 3 a.m. in the casino, which casino, well lit room. It's that's a, that's the set you just released on yeah, SoundCloud, right? Yeah. Everybody pay attention. <laughs> yeah, live. So, this so, is your opportunity to promote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I that one of the sets, my my casino set and my pool set from Groove Cruise are up on SoundCloud. Awesome. I was gonna work out to it tomorrow. Which one do you recommend for a workout? Yeah. Uh, oh, are you working out at the gym? Yeah. Uh, the casino set. Okay. If you're going for a run on the lake or something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you could get by with the the pool set. Okay, I like that. That's, um, Catch flow. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so I really individualize each little you know time and place. That's how I can feel comfortable. Like I'm going to play the right music at this right time because right. I've done the work beforehand. I don't mm -hmm. not just 
I'm improvising. I, I, I never do a set set, but yeah. let's say for a one hour set, for example, when I do house sessions at Celeste, yeah, um, and I played back to back with Eric from, yeah. uh, Johnson from yeah. Tsunami, um, I will maybe prayer pair, I don't know, a hundred tracks. Yeah. And there's all different avenues I can go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that hundred tracks is not going to be the same as two months before my hundred tracks. That's right. last for my backpack with Eric. Right. Every time I try to make it different, if I was playing a lot more, if I was touring or something like that, yeah. uh, obviously that would not be feasible. That's, right. You're compiling these like, I'm, I'm, it's, it's getting, situations you've been in, right? Yeah. And, and I, that's my context. You know, yeah. I don't, this is probably bad. I don't, I don't do tags. I just I don't do tags. I just remember the context of like you know your music. Like yeah, so like and I have to keep you know several folders, uh, you know always always ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll be like oh yeah that when I was at that pool this is perfect for this moment right now. Yes, I totally vibe with yeah. that. So I can't necessarily pick out uh, like I can't go oh I'm gonna browse and search the artist, but I'm pretty sure the track I'm trying to remember which was I don't know let's say pretty underground not many people heard it. Mm-hmm. An artist I don't have much of. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh. and then I'll go back and find it. And then, oh, thank God. Yeah, I got it right here. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then I'll look up and let's say there's nobody really responding to how difficult I thought this yeah. was. Well, at least I worked hard trying to find it. <laughs> I noticed. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I, I totally feel with you on that because, like, I've had <laughs> music that I've gotten, right? And I was like, I'm going to play for this set. You don't play because it, it wasn't the vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking a year or two years later, you come back, you're like, it comes up randomly or you're like oh this is the moment yeah and it's so special as an individual especially as a dj right to like share your love of a song mm-hmm. like we all started djing by ourselves in our room right like when you said to your wife i'm buying a controller right how, how exciting was that first mix you put together right um i think i was already being too serious about it yeah <laughs> and i don't mean serious like that, not though. serious like i want to i, I want to be this of a de- no i was just like this needs to be I good. think right away I was hearing the mistakes. I mean, like, all right, that was kind of neat. That's good. Um, That's very good. But uh, so that back then that was programming mistakes. Sure. Like I, it was like my first mix. I think I shoved a Shiva soundtrack in there, <laughs> and it was like my and my buddy Ryan was like, "Yeah, that was that's that's not bad for your first one." You kind of shoved one of those in there, and I was like, <laughs> and I told him I go oh, this one. And he yeah. Goes, yeah, that was out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a little selfish. Yeah. So. <laughs> But then you start growing your your library, and then you don't. I don't ever have the feeling I have to force a track in there. Yeah, um, of course. Maybe when I've kind of promised someone that I was going to play one of their productions. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel bad about it. I feel happy that I'm helping to um, build up one of my friends or yeah. put out what they've put their heart into, and I'm presenting it now for them. Oh, of course. Um, That's the best. Yeah. So that I don't really have that same forced feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as your library expands, you start to go like, oh, I want to, I want, I want to have this kind of impact, or I want to have this kind of reaction. Yep. And before, let's say when I start out, I might say, well, there's only two or three tracks I think I can find. That yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Now I go, well, I know a ton. I, I'm like, I'm gonna grab something that nobody's ever heard. It's right. Have the reaction that I want. Right. Of course. And but it's it, it just as your library grows, man. It's it, 
you build up these playlists and you go back to certain moments that you like you it's interesting you i feel like you're putting yourself in your own shoes almost in the future mm-hmm. you're right you're like all right adam you're gonna be playing at the same time as above and beyond here right like maybe you somehow in one way or another get back to that in the middle of electric forest like mm-hmm. and you're like this is the time mm-hmm. here we go yeah i think that's why the longer you dj the, obviously practice makes perfect right but the more you challenge yourself and play different types of sets, yeah. of sets, whether it even is just all house and techno, right? We both know everybody who knows house and techno understands there's lots of layers of that. Oh yeah, right, right. So it's that's that's a very good point. And there's um, you know, the the deeper you go, I think um, you start to not remember those little things that would set you off at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by set you off, I mean like when somebody hears a sound and they go. Huh, and it gives them an emotional reaction. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. After my set in the casino uh, on Groove Cruise, yeah. someone came up to me like, wow, that was, that was, that was fun. It's so surprising to see such a, such a nice, nice guy uh, playing angry music. <laughs> Are you serious? And I was like, huh. And I didn't, I didn't coach, I didn't change yeah. their mind. Yeah. I got what they meant. Like they heard one little thing mm-hmm. and that thing stood out for the rest of the set yep and that what they picked up that applied for the rest of the set yeah and I think it was a vocal because that's usually what people can hear the most of right of course and like my attitude with this track is like the, the vocal provides this like attitude you know yeah and it's not like a mean aggressive it's like yeah the, there's the, a tone the, 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 yeah. yeah and they hear that and they went like Damn, this Damn. guy's angry. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's hiding something. Do you see what I mean? But that's, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. that's so impossible for everyone to be able to predict all those different reactions. Mm-hmm. I think the challenge uh, as a DJ is just trying to predict to the, your best extent the most of the audience. That You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. you're accurately predicting the reactions. I think that's why both people do it. That's why we DJ. That's why people go see people DJ. Yeah. And nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Which is the most exciting part. I think, um, I think, uh, uh, this is another random rant. Hit me. Uh, Hit me. I think it's very important for DJs to be really empathetic. Yeah. Or empathic to an extent. Um, yeah. And insecure. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, if, we, if you can't tell from the, so far. Um, after you finish your set, tell yourself that you suck. No, don't do that. Please don't do that. But that insecurity is a driver, you yeah. know. Um, someone asked me once, uh, "Are you a single child?" I said, "No, I, I was a stepchild, or, and then I, or you know, step sibling, mm-hmm. and I had a sister um, at eleven. Mm-hmm. So I had some. It, it's a, it's like not a stereotypical single child time, but it was." A way of it was a t- during a time where I think that I wanted. I, w- I formulated my way of like getting attention. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get attention. Yeah. I want your attention. Yeah. I don't want to bother you though. Right. And that's oh, that's like my right. DJing mentality. Like I really want to show everyone my music. Like yeah. this is oh this tracks I, I can't yeah. wait to show, but I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to force them to have to. <laughs> The, you, do you see? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think about that stuff all the time. I do understand that. Or if you're like at an after party, and somebody's like, "Oh yeah, put on your SoundCloud." I'm like, you don't, "No, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Don't <laughs> find something else." You know, nobody, nobody don't want to listen to my music. I actually, I really understand that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Like, I want your attention. I want you to have fun. Hopefully, you can do it. 
and it'll be my fault, but like, you know, in a good way. Yeah. I don't want to disrupt your time. I think that's pretty special. I think that's a really, really genuine way to put it, honestly. I, I like that, man. Thanks, man. Well, you mentioned the Groove Cruise, right? Mm-hmm. It's come up a few times. Yeah. You went on it a few years ago, right? That was your first time. Yeah. When did, like, you get involved, like, start playing or making connections there? And tell us more about it, too. Um, I think the next year... Uh, 2013, uh, was it? No, no. This is... So, uh, the 2018, mm. my birthday was on the cruise. Oh. Um, we had, you know, kind of pooled our funds with a group yeah. of friends, and we um, we had, like, a party suite. I brought my QSC 8, and... Um, you allowed to do that? Yeah. And <laughs> I brought my uh, my DJM 450. Yeah. Two-tracker. Yeah. And uh, my Tractor X1. Nice. So I didn't have, a, I couldn't, I didn't have decks, but I could play on my laptop through Tractor and get this, we had a party suite going. Um, that was when I think I started to, that's, that trip was when I went, I actually said, it. I said, I'm going to play on Groove Cruise next year. Mm-hmm. Um, how much fun was that? Uh, it was amazing. Um, playing on it. That was amazing. Uh, I, I, I was given one set and then I got a second set because my buddy of mine from Dallas, Brian Turner, mm-hmm. um, shout out to that guy. He's yeah. a DJ, um, I'll have to connect you with as well. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, great guy. He goes, hey, um, in the casino, I just started playing yesterday, and I played for an hour, and no one cared. He goes, <laughs> I say it's 7, let's go down there. Yeah. So we go down there, uh, let's say it was 8 p.m., we start playing, playing for two two hours, the next DJ comes up, it was a laptop DJ, he comes up, his laptop died, he goes, hey, do you guys mind playing for another hour? I, this isn't going to work. So we play a three-hour back-to-back, and I've known this guy for like a day. I and you weren't first. even on like the... I wasn't, yeah, we weren't on the billing. It's amazing, yeah. though. So we took that. I mean, we did it again, you know, be professional. and Yeah. Um, it was a great vibe. It was fun in that casino. And I took that and, you know, was able to turn that into yeah. full-time, you know. It's amazing. Um, full coverage. You there. capitalized. Yeah. Yeah. Give an opportunity capitalize on it or just, you know, just don't screw it up. Yeah. Yeah. Good friend of mine told me that luck, the definition of it is really when opportunity meets preparation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that sounds like exactly what that's, happened there. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So Groove Cruise, it seems like expanding a lot, right? Um, yeah, I would say so. I just saw um, you share something, right? Yeah, we have, um, it's going on sale tomorrow. Uh, they're doing uh, Groove Cruise California. Awesome. Uh, Where does it take it up right now, Miami? Uh, so, well, I mean, they, they've done a West Coast for several years. Oh, okay. Last year, they took a year off the West Coast. They did uh, Groove Island. Oh, uh, yeah, Cali that's Island. what I'm seeing, yeah. Um, that's going to come back in a couple of years, but they're doing a uh, Groove Cruise California. Um, and that will be October 13 to 18. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be on one of the biggest ships in the world, if that's a thing. They're, I mean, if <laughs> they're you, also fucking big, right? If you, do you like go karts? They have those there, I guess. Oh, dude, I think I've seen. I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess I, I can check that one off. I'm going to drive a go kart on a ship in the ocean. That's everyone's bucket list, right? I don't think our grandparents are ever thinking about things <laughs> like that. <laughs> so that's that's October, and then the next one out of Miami is in uh, in January. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's 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 they've been great. Uh, the the people I have to you know that ultimately hire me to to uh, to play music for people on, yeah. on Groove Cruise, uh, Jason Bukema and Wet Travel, um, 
just huge opportunities that they've given me. Yeah. And, you know, another thing is, like, you're on a boat with, like, 2,500, 3,000 people of people who love this music. I, you know, they're experiencing this music sometimes for the first time. They, yeah, they, like, like you. Like me. Yeah. I had people come up to me like, I didn't know that this music existed. <laughs> and that is... And it's uh, it's terribly flattering. Yeah. Um, but I know what they're starting on. They're they're going on a journey now. Right. Um, oh, you're like, oh, you have fun now, kids. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's it's a, it's quite an experience. And then you know the reach of having you know I, I think I, the part of my pitch of you know trying to get booked. Mm-hmm. I I gen I will actually have a greater reach to, uh, of an audience. Uh, during my music week, yeah, um, because of Groove Cruise, because yeah. there's so many people that come back from Music Week down to Miami for that's that. That's awesome from that event, um, and it's a bigger, you know, to be honest, a bigger audience than I might get in Chicago. Um, but those Groove Cruise people are the most loyal people in the world. Like, for example, before in any of the cities, let's say Dallas, Seattle, mm-hmm. San Francisco, before uh, an Anthiatala show, mm-hmm. they formulate their own party and they all go out somewhere and meet together from and this might be 30 or 40 people who are going out to a dinner before they go see anthony later on that night at the really club. i mean that i don't know many other scenarios that you have no. people that are just like like oh it's time to have a family dinner you know <laughs> we're going out to the club today yeah, anthony yeah, Gonzalez in yeah town. anthony's in town let's go wow um yeah, it's it's incredible the support the support that they give. It's, is incorrect and Anthony on every Groove Cruise then? Um, I would say that's a staple. I think he's been on since the beginning. Uh, yeah. Should I would say should be on everyone. I think pretty much he always is. Yeah. But you know how that stuff goes. It's always yeah, contracts oh, uh, contracts yeah. figuring out beforehand. Yeah, of course. Um, but I fully go into a Groove Cruise expecting that that incorrect after I was going to be happy. So. Of course, and you've played on one of their events here, right? Um, was it a? It, was it a, got canceled. It did. Yeah. Oh um, damn! It was, it was that Labor Day cruise. Well, you were on the fucking lineup, whatever. I know. Me and yeah, me and Garrett. Um, oh. Yeah, that was that was more. That was unfortunate because that was that was the ship was left? out of, out of code or something like that. Oh right, I remember that now. Actually, that was a, that was kind of a little mini kerfuffle back then. Yeah, it's a kerfuffle. Yeah. Can kerfuffle. I steal that word from you? I. Well, that's a new one. I, I might have actually said kerfuffle. You know, I'm going to say kerfuffle. Yeah. <laughs> I followed. I'm going to stay with it, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's too bad. Well, shout out to Anthony Atala because he does a lot of awesome things here in Chicago as well. Yeah, for sure. For Great sure. Stuff. Yeah. Now, I want to hear about Hush Concerts. So I know you were telling me a little bit about your story before, right? You had your own business. When was the timeline for falling into Hush Concerts? How did you make the connection? And, and of course, tell us more about what it is. Um, The connection. Uh, so we were talking about... Um, uh, Jeff Rail, uh, yeah, Exotic, uh, yeah. Um, he has been connected with Hush for several years through Electric Forest, okay, playing their silent disco. Yep. Um, the second weekend of a couple of years ago, when they had the two weekends, mm-hmm. um, they needed some staff and a DJ, maybe for a set. Yeah. And so I went. I worked uh, their after hours uh, in the um, Good Life area. Um. Did a good job. Yeah. Again, you know, just try to be professional. Just you know, be serious. Yeah, of course. Um, and they offered me a position of um, running the Chicago market for them. Amazing. Yep. Um, and that led to you know a little bit more involvement with the company. Mm-hmm. I do um, I do a lot more national sales with them now. Yeah. Um, still trying to develop um, you know their company in this market in Chicago. Um, 
but yeah, that was that was a huge opportunity. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, silent discos have really become a thing in the past. It's five to seven years, I would say. Right. It's there's so many. A lot so of people many, still haven't done a silent disco. Right? I know it, and there's so much creative uh, use with it um, that it's like, oh, I've got all these ideas, but you know, actually getting them out there is, you know, that's another How thing. Or getting people to understand. You know, you, you have to have people that are like, okay, I'm in. Yes. Um, yep. So that is uh, kind of a challenge, but I think where it really grew out of San Francisco and then it really started to grow in, out of LA, mm-hmm. um, they do, they do, uh, these big ones on the pier in Santa Monica. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Sound discos. I mean, really cool, creative stuff where it's like they're doing, um, let's see, I think they did, uh, a Daft Punk versus, Oh, uh, there was one where they did Prince versus Talking Heads versus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of creative things, and it's outside Not of just our, a silent disco, right? right yeah, there's a theme right, to it, right? Um, there's a lot of creative uses with it, but again, it's um, getting people used to the idea of having headphones on, and yeah, um, and you're really listening to music when you're doing that. You can't really chit chat with a bunch of people, and I no. think that's one of the challenges I've seen. Um, in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just one of the, just re- repetition, and people start to understand. Yeah, you know, another thing I would really like to see mm-hmm. the, the big festivals use uh, the silent disco as like a, I don't know if this is the right term, but like a minor leagues yeah. of of the DJ pr- producer world. Absolutely. Um, I wish I kind of wish we had that going to, to keep cultivating the next generation of DJs. Mm-hmm at these big events because I know that they're going to hustle their butts off getting their crew out to see their first event. So that's something I want, you know, hopefully, hopefully this next year I can find ways to, um, partner up with some, some more folks in town that, um, it's kind of an untapped creative nugget there that, you know, we can use, um, Adam, I couldn't agree more. And keep, and, and to keep developing this scene, you know, these people, um, this wouldn't work if there weren't people that didn't think they could have an impact on this little community that we have. Yep. That makes them vested. That makes them part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you give them that shot to put on, a, you know, do a little bit of silent disco DJing. Um, it's, a, it's a very unique experience yeah. from both perspectives, right? Yeah. Actually, the first festival I gig I had, and it was funny you said minor, minor leagues, right? It was yeah. North Coast 2018. It was my first festival gig. It was silent disco, mm-hmm. right? And fucking you know Steve Gerard and Bentley Dean you heard of these guys mm-hmm. before I'm about to go on a silent disco and it's North Coast right so the other stage is right there and they're just pumping techno and I'm like right. <laughs> <laughs> here we go you know and I was so fucking nervous but I was like no nah, this is it because I'm the I, as far as they told me I was the only person who brought my own microphone mm-hmm. I brought a microphone so I could connect with the crowd so I could get them to come on my headphones and yeah. I, I, I like to listen to the set sometimes because you can hear in my voice like I'm like who's put your hands up if you got blue headphones on and then uh. all that I'm like holy fuck <laughs> and like click off and then back into it and then I did it recently last summer at uh, the taco and tequila fest uh-huh. uh, that Jeff actually was playing uh-huh. at too and did a similar thing and brought my own microphone I was like honestly this is fucking awesome because mm-hmm. I like to think, yeah, there's no chit-chat, but also there's nowhere to go, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're there with me. It's mm-hmm. almost like a podcast, stand-up comedy music show. Mm-hmm. And you can really vibe with them, and it's so much fun yeah, to sure. really have the connection. If, like, 
I think how you actually be a read the room DJ is you find people, you find you pick pockets, right? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this in one way or another earlier. Mm-hmm. You find one person who's like digging this and you find one person who's digging this and then you try and meet them in the middle and mm-hmm. they get their groups going. Because you can't bring the energy to everybody. Especially early in a set. Especially you know, just, early just in a set. Just try to pick off one person. Exactly. Because they're... Yeah. Like, like when, I know a fr- when I know a friend is in the audience and I know that there are certain... Let's say, oh, I know they're going to react to this. Yep. Like that's going to help get those five people around them yep. start tapping their foot at least more yes. and then it just spreads out from that yeah I love that yeah. and you can even just say to someone you don't know like hey I love that I love your uh, your Bears jersey right there or something like who else yeah. is a Bears fan out there yeah. and that's what I'm like this is a pep rally and then people really get into it it's I so I would never I would never MC ever Oh, well, Never. I think yeah. I guess I'm most no, no, of the I mean, podcast here. Yeah, but but, but no, no. But yeah. um, uh, Zonic, first advice he gave me for my first sound disco is like, I know you don't want to. Yeah, like, get on the mic. Yep, you've got to let them know. Like, hey, you this are. is my channel. Yeah, <laughs> and once they go, oh, what's that guy saying? Yeah, that's their switch over. Yep, and then if you're playing decent music, you, they're gonna stay. So my first so one, true. my first one at Lunch Force a couple years ago, I had an unbelievable experience. I've, uh, I was out of body experience. I was. <laughs> I was just, but I was playing bangers, you know, just like crazy yeah. stuff. I could never play in Chicago as sure. an opener, right? Right. So I'm just playing bangers and having a great time. <laughs> I'm like, man, that was awesome. I, I think I had most audience on my color. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Next day, um, my colleague, uh, 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 DJ Man Cub, mm-hmm. Chip, he is playing this old school hip hop set, and he's 30 minutes before my when I come in. There was probably. 700, 800 people there. 789 of them were on his channel, and I had like maybe 11 on mine. <laughs> because no one, he's a very talented DJ. Yeah. No one is going to get off of his channel. He's right. playing old school hip hop. Oh, Everyone's singing. That does so well. And I had to do two hours of like, uh, am I bad? Right. Am I bad? You know, right, like, right, right, right. But you were just the flip side of the coin of the genre, right? And yeah. then I, an hour and a half in, I went, I got on the mic and I said, screw it, I'm going to play techno. Yeah. And then I just played hard time. Like, no, I played, uh, let's see, deep driving techno. Via <laughs> uh, um, beatport? Yeah, one, one of the micro genres. <laughs> um, and I had people come up to me and that, just going with my instinct, I had people at the, afterwards to go, this is the most techno I've heard the whole weekend. It's awesome. And that's a crazy, yeah, like I wouldn't have expected that, mm-hmm. but, you know, provide people a little, like, ear vacation from the same thing they've been listening to, and Very they're going to take note. Very if, good you know, point. So. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely one of been, it's been one of the coolest things I've seen from our generation is the silent disco. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, shout out to Hush Concerts. Yeah, man. for I mean, sure. You, you do something that you said, Taste of Chicago, right? Yeah, we, um, last year we got to Taste of Chicago. We had a stage there during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I We're all set to do that again this year, Taste of Chicago. What's that weekend? We want to do uh, it is July. It's always like mid-July, right? 12th? Yeah. Um, this is going to be their 20th year. Taste think, of Chicago? Yeah. That's this awesome. Is the, so this is a special year for them. Taste yeah, Chicago is awesome. Yeah, anyways, mid, mid-July. Yeah. This is awful. We'll put it out. We'll put it out, people. And you, what else are you doing in Chicago you. then? Too? Um, so then, uh, you know, we, we get a lot, a lot of our customers um, are smaller clients. Not like a big festival or something like that. Sure. Um, although we're, you know, Hush Concerts is the most experienced with that. We're probably in about 
anyone else is doing sound disco anything were they the no first country. who was the first one? uh yeah they were the first ones to bring it to the u.s it's awesome and they've been doing that for like 20 25 years incredible um so that you know getting involved obviously with a group like that that's i'm always learning something yeah them. um it's a surprising amount of small little groups because the more people that get to understand it um and also young people want them uh a lot of sales would do is just renting the equipment out to people to have like a 40 person birthday party right um hell it's a fucking sale yeah and and that's i mean that's the stuff that keeps the festivals going you know yeah it's all needed and then you know uh hush concert is going to be um at coachella really yeah that's official yes that's amazing have they done a silent disco actually actually let's just i'm not sure if that's (laughs) No, they put it out. They okay. put it out. They okay, put it see, out. okay, yeah. Okay. I looked today. They put it out. You're good. Uh, <laughs> You're good. So I was just, I, I was trying to. It happens on the take, show. Take it out of my People mouth. People get excited. Um, but yeah, well, that's... the headphones are nice too, right? Like it's not just some like. Yeah. Um, gas. It's like it, it's a charge you get from the iPhone store or a charge you get from the gas station. I feel like right. It's it's, like it's one's a, much better quality. It's a yeah. It's a serious headphone. Yeah. Um, the ones we have at festivals uh, always provide actually pretty good bass. Sure. Um, and it's not the like force is it in kind of its own area too. I've heard. Yeah. Right? So the, the best way to do it is to have like a corralled area. Yeah. So you don't have to be concerned with all are people accidentally walking off with headphones. Right. Because they're in and out that <laughs> corralled area. Yeah. And that's that's what it is. Yeah, it's a farm. So, so an electric forest. That's a that's the literal corralled area. Yeah. And that's the same way we do the um, the uh, the good life after hours uh, and, um, for the VIP area. Yeah. It's a corralled area. And plus, you have people in who knows what kind of state of mind. But also, they've been listening to music, and it's easy to just you know yeah. walk off with it. True. So that's a that's why we always corral them, and um, and it's just being outside is probably the best place to be for a sound disco. In, oh, in my opinion, of all absolutely, them. it's environmental. Um, yeah, uh, that that kind of fully encompassing um, somehow, it, just like most things, nature makes it better. So uh, true. Yeah. So true. We're outdoorsmen. Yeah, that's true. Look at these beards. <laughs> that's us, outdoorsmen. No, we just want to be cool DJs. Now, going off that a little bit, I mean, in, in our experience, right, like a lot has changed in the past decade with silent discos and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Whether it be festivals, artists, music genres, clubs, whatever it might be, what do you think has been the biggest thing you've seen change since you've gotten involved? You know, maybe since we were talking about Electric Forest and what do you expect is, uh, to come? Um, I think... Um... I think creative uses with silent disco is, is going to continue to expand, but that's mm-hmm. just like with anything. Yeah, it takes creative minds. Yep. Um, there are opportunities to do really neat, um, really engrossing events. You know, like if and again, this is like at Electric Forest, a great yeah. example. Um, it's a small area, but there's a thousand people yeah. all zeroed in on music. Yep. And that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Now, if you can take that formula and apply it to different kind of scenes, and um, you know, give it that greater context, you know, what kind of music is it? You you have this fully engrossed environment, but is that music matching the the air, the steam, the lights, um, fully you know, uh, yeah. rituals? Uh, yeah. You know. Sensory. Um, yeah. So that that that's where I think I want to creatively. Um, go with it. Awesome. Uh, see what I can do. Um, but yeah, hopefully it'll keep being used more. 
Um, what do you think you see change? With uh, with Silent Disco? No, or, just in general with the electronic music industry. Um, Festivals and clubs and everything. Maybe Chicago even specifically. You know, it's, it's hard to say because um, <clears throat> as I go deeper into it, I change. And it's hard Good to point. say how much has changed or yeah. how much I've just gotten to know. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say what's yeah. changed and what's not. Yeah. Um, there's uh, the obvious ones that get coverage of the giant venues, the you know, the City Fox in New York. Yeah. Um, that those those take up a lot of the small club times. You know, mm-hmm. when you've got one festival that has twenty of the headliners, mm-hmm. well, those are twenty possible shows that aren't going to be happening in yeah. that region for the next few months. So Good that that, that sort of thing has is changing the scenery um, across the globe. The business has really been yeah. tightened. Just in the past, I mean, in my small time here, it's, yeah. I've noticed that. Um, yeah, definitely. But like I said to the rest, um, as you get deeper in, who knows what has changed because, yeah. you know. Well, you, before we got on air, you mentioned something that was interesting, and that was how what whatever we might know we're obviously a little out of touch with college but the fact that you even said college kids are listening to house and tech house a lot more now right i, I mean that's what i've heard I've, obviously i don't spend much time on yeah. college campuses do you think but... <laughs> that's because of the chamis the malas the chris lakes the fishers uh yes yeah do you think that's also due because of social media and, and um, like their access to no, it no i think i think that that vibe aligns more with them mm-hmm. as opposed to let's say 20 years ago where every single party would have been hip hop. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that is basic enough that you can take that, those heavy beats from hip hop mm-hmm. and you're still getting that heavy beats or, you know, whatever that kind of those drops or that, yeah, that reaction that people kind of need to keep up those little college parties going or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But, um, that's what the kids are talking about. I have no idea. <laughs> That's, that's, that's what the kids are talking about. That's crazy. My little brother's a little bit younger than me and uh, three years. And he, when he was in college, it was crazy for me to kind of see him talk about house music. And yeah. I'm going to see this person. I'm going to see this person. I'm like, you're going to see this person? I'm like, damn. He's I, like, this is what we listen to. I'm like, fuck yeah. I can't imagine. Like, I seriously, I, I, I can't even imagine going back to the, like that. When I went to college, it was the the really the rise of EDM, Avicii levels had just come out. Yeah. You know, TSO had been around, but that really powerful progressive lose my mind Alesso, Swedish House Mafia, and that still is around, right? But now we got guys like Chris Lake that are he's been around for a long time yeah. too, and right. nobody really seems to know that. But you're you're right though that um, the bass music uh, and also uh, Dirty Birds access. Yeah, I even before. For years, I remember that Spotify channel. I mean, for 10 years, I've known about that Dirty Bird channel on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. And that's impactful, you know, that mm-hmm. it, just because I wasn't necessarily listening to it that much. But that's a long time on one of the few mediums that deliver music to people. Yep. Um, Very good point. So, yeah, I think some of that hard work has finally paid off. and um, Streaming, of course, too, the rise of Spotify and yes. SoundCloud and all that stuff. Yeah. The, I, would, I would say I, maybe the accessibility overall. Right. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's not that unknown. You don't have to go to a rave just to hear, or you don't have to go to the fucking gramophone records to find yeah, a house yeah, track, right? right? That's true. It's yeah, just Shazam it. You get the whole set. That you <laughs> yeah, and you can get it on YouTube, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music. What the hell do you want it on, right? Yeah, it's crazy. But we we were talking about Miami Music Week right yeah. a little bit earlier. Are you going for the second time this year? This will be my second one. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, we're all good with all these fucking flights and viruses and shit but yeah i'm going yeah i'm not too worried about I'll that i'll walk there it's it's you know there's there's enough things to worry about for surviving my music week <laughs> virus is the least of our concerns yeah mm-hmm. um that, tell us about it man. I, i'm so excited yeah. La- last year i went and it was <clears throat> it was one of the most important um important events that i've been a part of mm-hmm. in my music journey i guess mm-hmm. Like I, I came back from that and I listen to music. I hear music differently after that trip, yeah. um, and I think that was the trip where I got, I got confidence. Like, okay, I'm, it's okay that I'm here. Like, awesome. Like I might not feel like I belong here, but like it's okay. I'm here. Nobody seems to mind, right? <laughs> and then you know, going to different events, and then um, you see, it was just more access, I guess, to seeing so many different artists. And then in a weird way, you, you get a moment, or I got a moment of being like, "Oh, I think I might be all right. I'm, I'm kind, I'm all right. I, I might be, I might be good, mm-hmm. good enough to open for one of these, blah blah blah." Yeah. And so before that, I had never thought that. I was that was like, I'm just right. some silly amateur. So it's welcoming there. Yeah, uh, but then uh, you know, a week of also going to space for at night. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that also yeah. that changed the way I heard music. Um, yeah, I just I think that's a, the greatest place ever. That's amazing. It's the, the yeah, the vibe that I just I I'm, I can be the biggest cheerleader of space. I I'm excited for you to hopefully get over there uh, no, during music there. week. It's yeah, we're going. I'm going Monday to Saturday morning, and we're going to winter music conference every day, and we're going to some of the pool parties, and I'm going to some of the paradigm events as well. I'm right. going to Hot Since '82 uh, Friday night. I love hot states. I brought them up like three so, times. So you are going to that? Oh, yeah, yeah the boat sorry. party? The boat party. Yeah. Yeah, so... I can't go to the Justin Martin one, but I am going to the hot since 82 one. So that's are one, you playing on that? Yeah, is that, I'm playing on that one. Oh, well, fuck. Yeah, there you front go. row, man. <laughs> I'll be there for you, baby. We'll be there. Yeah, that's nice, awesome. Man. Congratulations. That's awesome. I didn't you. know they added support to that. Yeah, yet. yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Um, oh, well, me, you, and John Curley have to take a shot. Uh, yeah, I think Hell so. Yeah. I think so. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun one. Um, and then, so that's Friday night. Uh, the knee deep in Miami yacht party, um, huge dude. Yeah, that's that's a vibe right there, man. That's, I'm you're excited. Ready. I'm yeah. excited. Start getting that playlist ready. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it gets rained out. Oh, you're in the inside, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in the inside. Yeah. So oh, everybody's gonna get. Come on. <laughs> no, it'll be a beautiful night. Then uh, the next day, um, I'm playing the drums of the sun uh, party at the Clevelander. Amazing. Um, Good for you. Yeah. So that that's. I think I think two two sets is that I had that last year and I feel good about this year. Yeah, uh, I'm sure later on, hopefully, I'll be hustling more. But yeah, um, when are you get two there? two, I get to have a good week. You know, good yeah. fun week. Yeah, uh, Wednesday to Wednesday. Wow, Wednesday two, no Tuesday. Tuesday to Tuesday. You're gonna need two days after. Uh, I, think I'm gonna need, I think I'm gonna need to do some better work on this calendar of mine. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna have to do. It's okay. <laughs> we'll review afterwards, and then we'll get correct <laughs> dates and posts. How about that? Yeah. So I get there. I get in Tuesday. I'll be going to the incorrect showcase at Treehouse. Awesome. Um, no, that, that's. Yeah, I need There's to so many events. There's so many events. There's, 
Um, it's you know, I know. I, I can't believe people go to Ultra and and dude. I mean, it's just just Music Week is so many events. It's insane, right? nonstop. Yeah. You could not sleep for a week if it was possible. Yeah, that's uh, easy. You could just stay in space. Just stay in space. I heard they serve fruit and uh, breakfast there and everything, and they it's they just don't let you leave. It's a we whole, don't have to leave. You don't. You know. No, you can just live there. And no, no, no. It's it's amazing. It's it's. I mean, that that closing party. I can't. If you can get to it, that's that's the site. Just that your the genuine reaction right now is, oh, is amazing. The the terrace with the sun up already. Everyone is at the perfect equilibrium of just so happy to be dancing. It's yeah. Just, oh. God, it's it's that's perfect. It's, well, I'm excited to party yeah. with you there, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure, man. This we'll definitely connect. I'm excited. Me too. I wanna I wanna ask you, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think you're a great example of someone who's really earned their stripes in the scene in a short period of time. Thanks. There's a lot of people who watch the show that want to know how to follow a similar path like yours. What do you think has been your secret to that? Uh, besides luck, as we talked about, um, yeah, yeah, always be. Always be professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get that first gig, um, try not to be annoying. Yeah, um, that's difficult for some times. Me, because you love it so much. And right? I'm so excited. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, so really try to tamp tamper down how excited you are, um, <laughs> because it's it's showing. Model it up. Even, yeah, even when you're bottling it up, it's showing. Probably it is. Yeah. Um, and be yeah, be professional. Show up. Um, and seem like you're in tune to the scene, you know, like, um, don't copy everyone. Yeah. You know, be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Find out, find what you love about music, gather it up and try to present to people. Yeah. Yeah, That's, um, but yeah, being professional, um, don't, don't be too aggressive with your, uh, ambition. Mm -hmm. Um, if you do it, do it right slowly um you're gonna see that progress yeah but if you rush it you're gonna turn off people you this and that's gonna yeah. probably happen um yeah it's not there's, there's no reason to rush it if it's something you really love let it keep developing yeah it's gonna do it at its own level and that's the best way to be successful i think is you know let that let that let that flower unfold of your yeah. music creativity and yeah. you can't lose I love that, man. I yeah. love that. And so you got some things coming the rest of the year. You mentioned some Hush concerts. I mean, can you reveal any festival appearances from yourself? Uh, yeah. Um, what do so, we got? So, yeah, uh, we mentioned the, the next two Groove Cruises I'll yeah. be on. Yep. Um, this next uh, Lesher Forest, you can probably be looking out for me in a place where you see people with headphones that light up. <laughs> okay. Um, Good to know. Yeah, so I'll probably be there. Um, yeah. We have the Taste of Chicago uh, in July, mm-hmm. and then uh, as far as gigs in Chicago, you know how it goes. It's, yeah, like it's so rare that I'm booked outside of two weeks. <laughs> it's like it's hey, it's like it's like hey, next Thursday, what are you doing? Yeah, you want to play? Yeah, like, yeah, and then, yeah. The answer is the answer is yes, of course. <laughs> um, for humans, sure, I'm in. Well, I'll play music. We can definitely find you DJing. That's <laughs> for sure, man. Well, again, I want to acknowledge you, Adam. I mean, it's really pretty powerful uh, what you do, and I got a lot of respect for you and the hustle you do. I mean, you work hard. I appreciate it, man. Thank so, you. So, shout out to you, brother. Thank All you, right? man. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming Great. on. Thanks, man. It was awesome. Thanks so much.